Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It's 13 minutes now after 5 o'clock. We're speaking to Tepo Matzeba, who is a reputation specialist. So social media was buzzing um, today with photographs from parents and teenagers who are purchasing the new energy and hydration drink Prime. The drink is owned by American YouTuber Logan Paul as well, Paul rather, with the former rival and British YouTuber KSI. When the drink first hit the market in South Africa a few weeks ago, it cost about 500 rand, but that price has now gone down to 40 rand after supermarket checkers imported it in bulk to discuss um, the power of influencer marketing amongst the youth. We're now joined on the line by Tepo Matzeba. Tepo, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of um, the frenzy around around Prime? Uh, good afternoon, Eldrin. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I think the, there's a there's a big story uh, behind the frenzy, and and one of those is that um, the founders uh, of uh, Prime have managed uh, to create an understanding um, amongst uh, online users, social media users, especially young people, um, that engagement is powerful. Um, they've taken advantage of engagement. You'll see that they participate. Um, from since the business was founded in what last year January 2022, um, they were participating uh, in the conversations with the youth, uh, building up uh, the credibility of the brand, but also creating the cool factor that shows that uh, as the owners of the business, we ourselves mm-hmm. um, are engaged and we're participating uh, in the brand uh, in the sense uh, uh, really working on uh, demystifying this thing about. Uh, potential healthcare hazards of energy drinks, and uh, but but beyond that, making it really really cool. Um, I think they understood and they understand. They are masterminds, uh, probably the, the world's best marketers when it comes to uh, mm. digital marketing and digital uh, communication. Um, it's because you know when you think about those young people who were uh, who managed to organize themselves and go to Mall of Africa and invade that mall, as wrongful as some it may seem to some of us uh, in, our, in our 40s and so on. And for them, they demonstrated the power of organization mm. and the fact that they are able to coordinate themselves but do so fairly quickly uh, to create uh, yeah. uh, engagement. Um, and, and it tells you that this thing is really, really about engagement. I mean, my son, uh, at some point, uh, he's 13 years old. At some point uh, during the day, he said, maybe as you drive around, please pick up Prime for me. And when I realized uh, the, the kind of cues that you find there, <laughs> I decline. Um, but the essence is um, everyone is talking about it in that age group, in the youthful uh, group, mm. and everyone wants a piece of it. Um, and, and they may not necessarily get their hands on it, but the conversation will be worth uh, millions, if not billions of US dollars. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, though, about it as well, is that while Prime Energy um, has a disclaimer there that not recommended for uh, people under the age of 18, for me, it also then becomes um, a conversation about about the parent who actually would allow um, the child to go and buy the energy drink, even though it's said not recommended for children under the age of, of, of 18. And what is it then about the relationship between parent and child and the relationship between parent and product um, that is still made sure that this product remains as popular as it is and flying off the shelves? And now specifically focusing on prime energy. Yeah, look, I mean, if you're, uh, you, there, there are principles that uh, one has to um, arrive at as a parent, and I think parents need to, to watch out. But there's also an opportunity in there that the, the, the 
product makers have created in that there's a dehydration or hydration uh, 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 part of the product, uh, which if you are a young man and you're in sports, for example, uh, in sports, uh, typically uh, young people are allowed to have brands like Energate. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, in, in football, a lot of young people have, uh, in, in football academies, they take Energate. They, some of them, they do take Red Bull. And because that's because the footballers uh, in those academies treat these as uh, hydration uh, mechanisms as opposed to uh, taking an energy uh, uh, substance uh, that may be uh, addictive. Unfortunately, uh, that may be wrong. Um, but uh, from a, a social responsibility point of view, at least you expect the owners uh, to continue with their drive. Uh, and, and one of the missing opportunities will become the education component about what could be uh, the effects of some of these uh, energy drinks. Uh, but if you look at it from a digital marketing point of view, from a conversation point of view, uh, honestly, they are masterminds. Uh, they become masterminds of, of, of communication. And they are creating these groups of young people uh, who are going to actually drive this brand without actually spending a lot of money on um, traditional or classical advertising. Yeah, and with that said also, um, look for instance the power, or is it, is it Kylie, right? Is it Kylie Jenner, the one with the makeup? It's Kylie, yeah. Kylie yeah. Jenner. And the ability of promoting um, that brand, her makeup brand, just on social media and the disruption that social media has brought to traditional advertising agencies. Do you think that they've been able to respond to that? I know that we've now tried to create some level of formalization of influencers and influencer contract with a, with an advertising agency, but the influencer as an individual still carries the power to influence their followers outside of a contract with an advertising agency. Yeah, look, uh, the, the influencer marketing uh, strategy has got advantages and some, uh, some disadvantages. And the strength of the influencer will always uh, uh, count uh, in how the extent to which uh, you build and the pace at which you build brand equity around your product, um, how you create value uh, for your product. Uh, so the influencer uh, carries a lot of weight in that space. Uh, but influencers are also human, and they make mistakes. And you want to be in a position as a brand uh, to, have, to be in touch with your customer so that if the influencer uh, falls off uh, the, the, the pedal, um, at least you are able to continue. And we've seen uh, that work here in South Africa with an example um, uh, in the uh, uh, financial services industry without insurance, uh, where one of their key anchors um, was perceived, even though later proven uh, otherwise, but they were perceived uh, to have done, to be involved in, in violent uh, crimes against women, gender-based violence, and uh, they, they lost business. Um, but what the brand had done was not to allow the influencer to become bigger than the brand. Uh, so there was sort of like a, a decent equity that the influencer or the actor Ecta had created, the anchor had created, but they've created a balance uh, in that uh, that brand, specifically the insurance brand, could actually sustain itself without the individual, and they could simply find somebody else to continue on the journey and continue on the same story and the same campaign. Mm-hmm. And so what we want for brands, I think lessons here for, for, for great brands is um, use influencers effectively, uh, but also understand that they are humans and they can drop the ball at any time because uh, that's the nature of humanity and so when they drop the ball you've got to be in the capacity to have enough equity to survive uh, on your own as a brand and lift the brand going forward Uh, brands such as coca-cola have mastered this art for decades and hundreds and hundreds of years Um, and and so those are i think some of the the salient points for the influencer i think 
what you want to do is to contract as an influencer. You've got to contract carefully because some of the influencers take one sort of fees. And uh, once that money is depleted, brands move on to the next uh, better influencer uh, or they dump the influencer in the middle of the campaign. And if you don't contract properly and thoroughly, if you don't get legal advice, proper qualified legal advice, you are likely to be used by brands and especially uh, when they're trying to bring a product like this on the market. Here's a lesson perhaps influencers can think about, as you were talking about, uh, the social responsibility or being the responsible parent. I think influencers ought to also play the role of advising their clients that in this context, this energy drink is not good for a 13-year-old, for example. So you've got to try to Mm -hmm. articulate that message uh, healthily. I can't control when a bunch of teenagers are at a mall and they decide to buy this uh, because they want to watch a movie, because I'm not present. But as a parent, I can only um, advise and try to influence as positively yeah. as I can. But the influencer can do more. Thank you and so that's much. An opportunity. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for those insights as well. Tepo Matiba is a reputation specialist. 0614-104-107 and your tweet at Aldrin Simpia. You can also drop me a voice note on 0614-104-107. Uh, Brian on WhatsApp saying that, Hi Aldrin, I will buy prime energy drink when it's like 10 rand or 12 rand at the moment. Let it trend like a pair of 1000 rand Crocs plastic Hope that there won't be a bad side to it. 0614-104-107 and your tweets at Aldrin St. Pierre.